CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today I'm getting real with the Housewives. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Sonia Richards-Ross gives an update on how Drew Sidor is doing amid her divorce. I know that, you know, a divorce is like losing like a family member. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a death, you know? So I know that although she's putting on a brave face, I know it can't be easy. Plus, Brandi Glanville goes after Sheena Shea, making King and Jim Emmons battle rages on, and Lenny Hochstein is forced to pay up. Plus, Roni finally has a release date. We've got that plus so much more on today's Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly Executive Producer Mandy DeCamp. Mandy, we missed you last week. Welcome back. I miss being here. I mean, going on a vacation with a toddler is not a vacation. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have rather been talking about housewives, but we had a great time. <laughs> good. I'm glad you had a good time. And hopefully you're well rested from your yeah. toddler trip. All right. Well, we got a lot to get to this week. Let's see what you guys had to say about last week's show. Will said, I was underwhelmed by the new OC trailer. It was interesting to see Tamara Judge back and seeing the fight between her and Jennifer. But where were the fights between her and Heather and Shannon? I thought there was going to be more action in Orange County. I kind of agree. I was a little underwhelmed too. I thought like with, especially with Shannon, um, with Tamara being back and Shannon, I did appreciate Vicky Pock being in at the end, but that was kind of the only thing that really excited me. I know. I really wanted OC to bring it after the past few seasons have kind of been lackluster for me. Um, but I don't know if this is going to do it. We'll see. Oh, yeah. All right. Mary says Bravo should put both sides on pause and keep them all off the show until they act right. I really don't think they would be missed. Mm, talking about Teresa and uh, yeah. Melissa. Yeah. I, I don't know if we, I don't know if we could put them both on pause. I don't know about that one, but I feel like somebody may have to sit out next season. Um, and then Cher Bear says, I don't think Teresa should have had to have Joe or Melissa in her wedding. They didn't want to support Teresa at all through any disagreements she'd have with Jackie or Marge. And they talked so much shit about Teresa. Why the hell should Teresa have them in her wedding? True. You know, I guess, uh, you know, I, she didn't want any drama in her wedding and this was her way of doing that, even though I feel like it may have backfired on her. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I always go back to then just have your four daughters in it. And exactly. Forget everyone else. And that would have eliminated all the drama. But. All the drama. You're so right. All right. Well, ready for some New York drama because Roni is finally getting a release date Sunday, July 16th, 9 p.m. Mark your calendars. As we know, season 14 is going to be uh, all fresh faces. We have Sai De Silver, Uba Hassan, Erin Dana, 
Jessel Tank, Jenna Lyons, and Bryn Whitfield. They are your new cast. Of course, they were announced back in October of 2022 at BravoCon. A lot of these women are New Yorkers. Some are from out of state, from other countries. And, um, I think it's good. I think it's going to be a good season. Of course, Jenna Lyons is probably the most recognizable name. She was the former president of J. Crew. She left the company, um, in 2017 after 27 years, but she's been living in New York for decades. Hopefully, hopefully this is a good season. I can't really get too excited yet because, you know, we, we only saw this little, um, Apple teaser, but, uh, I don't know. I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. She actually um, com- was a commentator on E! this week for the Met Gala. So I was kind of enjoying seeing her because to be honest, like all I know of her is her Instagram. I didn't and that she was the president of J. Crew, but I've never really seen her that much on camera. So I was excited to see her personality a little bit on that. And I like her, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I think she was a good choice. I think so, too. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be weird not seeing Luann and oh, Ramona. Yeah. It's going to be a little strange, but, you know, time for a change. <laughs> I think this will really tell us to like, can you just do an entire overhaul of a city of a cast of a city? Because if this works and we are interested in these ladies, I wonder if they're going to start doing this with OC or Beverly Hills where we just get an entire new cast. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, but you know, I'm not sure I will be interested because yeah. we always say that with summer house, like how they're kind of transitioning into the younger cast. It's not really working for us, right. but maybe I'm just aging out of Bravo. Seriously. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say that, but I feel like we probably, back. Right. I feel like we probably needed like one old familiar face to kind of tie everybody together. I don't know. Jury's out. We'll Nothing. have to wait. Yeah. Like we said, a couple more months ago, and we'll kind of, you know, revisit this discussion again. But finally, I'm so glad it's coming. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of old housewives, <laughs> well, not old in yes. age. Right, right. The old school. Uh, Brandy Glanville took to Twitter to send a message to Sheena Shea, who had an affair with Glanville's then husband, Eddie Cibrian, more than a decade ago, as the fallout of Tom Sandoval and Raquel's affair, of course. Um, continues. So Glenville tweeted, a cheater is a cheater no matter how it goes down. Sheena, you knew Eddie was married, so it's all the same. I wasn't specifically talking about you. I said everyone on that show has cheated. But if you want a war when we have been cool, it's sad. Sheena's defense of Ariana's um, has prompted some viewers to bring up Shay's scandal, which I totally forgot about, to be honest. Yes, I know. Uh, With Eddie, which played out on the pilot episode of Vanderpump Rules in 2013. Ten years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sheena recently responded to a tweet that read, Once upon a time, Sheena was also that girl. She wrote, Remind me when I slept with my best friend, my best friend's BF for seven months behind her back and in front of her face. I'll wait. <laughs> Glenn Bell returned to the app and revealed the two women took the tension offline saying, I just didn't understand the outrage considering the group's history. That's all. Sheena and I have texted. We are good. She responded to bury that rehash beef saying, and I completely understand all is good. Oh, well, all is well. But yeah, like you said, yeah. you, you completely forget that Sheena was involved in this whole scandal, too. <laughs> Things are, yes, a little different because this wasn't in the friend group. She wasn't, you know, blatantly uh, putting this in uh, her face. But yeah, there, I think there's some similarities, but everybody in Vanderpump, everybody in that friend group has cheated. Well, it's it's we keep going back to Lala, too. And we talk more about this on our reality recap show because Trust me, we could go on for hours about Scandal Paul. And we will. Yes. But we talk about it all the time with Lala, too, because Lala also kind of was that girl. 
when Randall was with his wife. Mm-hmm. So it's all messy. And it's, you know, what is that phrase? You can't throw stones at glass houses. Glass houses. Yep. Oh my God. But yeah, I'm like, I'm like, are we turning this into a scandal um, episode? Because we could do that. But yes, watch totally. because we talk all about it. It's so great. But back to housewives because Megan King and Jim Emmons, I feel like we're a broken record and they, all they do is go after one another. Well, she wore this sweatshirt with a beer brand Budweiser on it to pick up her kids at school. And she said on Instagram that her selection of clothing was better than yesterday when her top read F this, F that, F you. Well, Jim had something to say about this and told Us Weekly, or his rep told Us Weekly, Jim obviously feels it is completely inappropriate to wear that sweatshirt around children, especially at their child's school. You would think common sense would kick in at some point. Well, Megan fired back in a statement to us saying, none of our kids can read, but I doubt Jim knows that. As we know, <laughs> they have been going back and forth with their co-parenting drama. They uh, they split up a while back after he denied rumors that he was unfaithful. He um, is saying that she's an unfit mother every now and then. It's like literally like we talk about this every single week, but this got a lot of people talking. I mean, I don't think I would show up to my child's school with an F this, F that, ever F everything t-shirt, even though yeah. I see it in my head constantly. Oh, really? No, I would definitely not show up with this. I actually, it's so funny. We do a carpool for their school. And like, I actually think about what I'm wearing all the time and like how the teachers might be judging me. Right. <laughs> no, like, it's so true. So I was like, oh, I cannot wear plaid pajama pants. Like, no. <laughs> but I absolutely would never wear this. I feel like it was completely intentional and so Megan King. So Megan King, love it. <laughs> All right, well, headed down down to Miami, Lisa Hochstein achieved a legal victory in her ongoing divorce battle with estranged husband Lenny Hochstein. A judge ruled last week that Lenny will pay Lisa eight thousand dollars a month in temporary support, according to documents obtained by Page Six. Um, the plastic surgeon will, was also ordered to maintain the status quo of his financial support for his ex and their two children. The filing specified that Lenny should pay for his kids' medical insurance, school tuition, extracurricular activities, and summer camp, in addition to sixty thousand dollars worth of Lisa's legal fees. The judge's decision will be in effect until the former couple reach a new agreement. Uh, or the court issues a new order. Um, of course, they tied the knot in October 20, 2009, and they announced their split in 2022. Wow. I mean, this has been so messy for so long. I mean, he claimed, she claimed that he cut her off financially a while back. Um, he told us that he was basically taking care of his children. He's still dating his mistress. So this has been really, really ugly. But, you know, I mean, I feel like she deserves the, the money to make sure that these kids are living the lifestyle that they are accustomed to. I mean, he pretty much, I think, like kicked her out of the house at one point too, or changed like the locks. Like this got really, really messy. And hopefully they come to some sort of co-parenting agreement and can, you know, make it a peaceful environment for their children. Yeah, let's hope so. Although one day their kids are going to read all this. Oh, yes. And watch it back on Real Housewives in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into this week's Real Talk. And speaking of divorce, um, Real Housewives Atlanta star Sonia Richards-Ross gave us an update on her co-star Drew Stora as she is going through a split from her estranged husband, Ralph. Take a look. Some love was blossoming. Others came to an end. And, you know, yeah. Drew and Ralph's divorce, we're going to kind of see that play out this season. And it seems like based on what you said, maybe you and Drew are back in a better space. Was this maybe one of the reasons why were you there for her during this hard time? So I got to tell you, this came as a huge surprise and shock to me. And it really came uh, very near the end of the season. So 
I, you know, we weren't aware, like literally a week before the announcement, she was hosting his 40th birthday party and I was there and we were having fun and it was just a great time. And so I, I just, I feel really bad. I don't know the full story. Um, you know, I, I check on her all the time. Um, I know this is a hard time and she, you know, has been, been pretty private about it, but I just feel so bad for the kids. You know, there are three beautiful kids involved and, you know, when they're good, they're so good. And I just, you know, I, I would have hoped that they would have been able to hold on to that, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. It seems like they were tried really hard to make this marriage work. And yeah. was, was that what was so surprising to you? Because they did put so much time and effort into this marriage. Absolutely. And like I said, I mean, when I, uh, before the show started my first season, I hung out with them a couple of times and we laughed and it was like, you know, I, I, I felt a genuine love there. Like I felt a genuine connection. Um, you know, so I don't know, I don't know how it got so bad so quickly. And I know sometimes with reality TV, outside voices, things are exacerbated, which really sucks because I think they did have something special there. Yeah. Yeah. How's she doing now? Like you said, you're checking in on her, but how's she doing? Yeah. She's good. We actually all just filmed with family feud last week. So we were all together and she was in very good spirits. She says the kids are good. So, you know, I'm happy for her, but I know that, you know, a divorce is like losing like a family member. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a death, you know? So I know that although she's putting on a brave face, I know it can't be easy. Yeah. seems like she's doing okay. But like Sonia said, she is just as surprised as everybody that, well, I mean, I don't know if we're too surprised that they split up, but she was surprised that they announced their breakup. And, you know, we're going to see this play out. Real Housewives of Atlanta comes back later on this week. So we'll, or next week. So we'll, we'll see how this, uh, this one plays out, but Let's get into Jersey. We're kind of um, creeping to the end of this season. And, you know, Danielle coming off of Ireland, having a really hard time. I feel like she's probably trying to still find her footing in this group. And I think probably a lot of this is like a shell shock to her. Yes, I agree. I hope Danielle sticks around or I hope the producers keep her around because I think she deserves a second season. You know, sometimes they try out the rookies and we never see them again. I feel like Danielle, I want to see her back. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. I do too. I think all the newcomers I maybe want to see back. I don't still, I mean, we talked about this storyline, the Rachel adopting her stepson storyline for quite some time. It just bothers me that she's doing this on camera. Feels yucky. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you. I, I'm curious because he is sort of old enough to like, you know, would I want that? So I'm curious if they did have a conversation with him off camera. Like, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. but he is still a kid. So I don't know if he can really make that decision. Yeah. And she's been in his life for quite some time. I, I don't know. It just feels a little uncomfortable to me. Oh, and, fine. you know, you know, they're talking about serving his mother and kind of bringing that into it. And, you know, I think she's spoken out a little bit, but it's, it's hard to kind of, I mean, we obviously, we don't know the full backstory. We don't know her side, but it just seems a little odd. I agree. Yeah. And it seems like Jen and Bill still having their issues. Um, but you know, he doesn't want to go to therapy anymore. She does, but you know, based on our conversation with her recently, it seems like things are fine. Yeah. I think they're fine. I think the more I watch the season, the more I think, was this just for the show, Jen? You're too, you're too savvy, but we we're on to you. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of really love that moment between Teresa and Joe, like when she's trying on the wedding dresses and they're having that moment on FaceTime and she's yeah. getting emotional. Like it has to be, it had to be for her at that time, like difficult. Like she's officially closing that chapter with Joe, moving on with Louie, about to get married. You know, everybody just seems to be in a really good place. And based off of like how they left things off, I never would have thought we would, we would never be in a million years. But I think she's FaceTiming with Joe Judice. 
so happy, you know, wanting him to come back to America. I mean, I got chills in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often get chills from Jersey, but especially <laughs> Joe Judice. Yeah, Joe Judice, I guess, does it for me. Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. In that moment, I really felt like I wanted them to work it out. I the preview for next week where Louie's getting a little strange for me. Yeah. I mean, he's a little strange in general. I was like, does she still love Joe? I like, it makes me think like if Joe really did come back to New Jersey after everything, if they would have tried to make it work. And I kind of feel like they really would have. 100% had the same thought in that moment. It was like, if he was there, if he was able to come back, I think they were just like, there's, this is crazy to try to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's impossible. It it would have been impossible for them to maintain any sort of relationship, but I really do wonder if maybe years from now too, if he comes back, like who knows, maybe a threat. (laughs) I don't know. Um, What did you think of Antonia getting a Porsche for her very first car? Must be nice, I guess. I mean, it must be nice. You should have seen my first car. It was like my Volvo station wagon that, literally was the size of like a school bus like I couldn't park in small spaces so married I mean in hindsight it would actually be kind of cute now right yeah everything (laughs) everything comes back around I I wish I had it now I guess but we'll take any third car now or second car yeah right um what what did you think about Frank wearing this tank top to dinner I was dying like what I forget what she called him but all I could think was new kids on the block circa oh she was she was calling him um the village people yes yes it reminded me of new kids on the block like Donnie Wall or um yeah Donnie Wahlberg in like 1989 totally I don't know. He's he's Frank. I love he him. Frank. I mean, he, I love him. I I do feel bad for Dolores, and we've talked about this. This has kind of been like their narrative this season about him not being happy with Paul getting in between his family. But Dolores is like, this is my time. Like you, we we haven't been married for thirty some odd years. I mean, they do have a very strange or interesting dynamic, um, but their kids are grown. I don't think they like they he doesn't really need to have this not hold on her. That's probably the wrong word, but just feel so territorial, I guess. It is a little bit strange. I mean, I've always been a Dolores Frank, you know, stan, if you will, but I at this point, come on, Frank. Yeah. Move on. Let her let her be happy. Yeah, let her live her life. Um then Teresa's bridal shower, that moment of uh Louie calling her on the phone in the car and like saying, like, well, we're not inviting Melissa and Joe to this. And she's like, Well, we're filming right now. Like yeah. I don't like Louis you said before, something yeah, something about him is kind of rubbing me the wrong way too. Is he just trying to totally pull her away from Joe and Melissa and because she's so close with his side of the family. I don't know. I I mean, yes, Joe and Melissa are at fault for a lot of things too, but something isn't adding up. Something's not adding up. That scene kind of said it for me and the preview for next week. It's like, is Louie behind a lot of this? Yeah. And I feel like maybe Joe and Melissa feel that way as well. I mean, I think like a while back, Joe said, I would take Joe Judice over Louie any day. And it's like, that's saying a lot too. We're all feeling it too now. Yeah. And like for her and Teresa not even acknowledging Melissa when she's like basically doing a roll call of everybody that was at this shower. And it's like, I kind of agreed with Margaret. It did seem like maybe almost a little intentional, like something is uh I don't know it's just not adding up and yes family spite and people don't get along but I, I don't know I'm, just, I'm kind of also a little sick of the narrative as well yeah me too ready for the wedding I want to see it all go down um well 
And the reunion. Well, speaking of the reunion, let's get into our social spotlight because Bravo released the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion looks. And these ladies are serving. It seems like it's a blue and gold theme. Um, I'm actually really loving all of these looks. I think Teresa looks amazing. I think uh, Marge looks great too. I was like, get me that dress. I know. She looks incredible. She looks incredible. Um, I, I, yeah. And Dolores looks amazing. They all look really Dolores stunning. Looks they look really great. Good. Dolores looks like 25 years old. Like- Seriously. And I love the vibe. I love that they took it back to the Ireland castle. So I think it'll, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great reunion but um these looks are great i'm obsessed with them actually i think they really brought it this this season all right what about you mine goes to andy cohen um he posted a picture of his mother wearing a tom tom sweatshirt the infamous tom tom sweatshirt with the lightning bolt um and it says mom tom she has to borrow a hoodie so how could i resist i love that i mean it's so amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. I love this so much. And um, I love that the real moms of Bravo, who we love, they commented saying, I hope you watched that. And he wrote back saying, I did not. There's DNA on it. And that's significant to Bravo historians. So I think that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It is. That is going to go down in Bravo history. That sweatshirt. Never wash that. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. Let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on this whole Teresa Melissa drama. If you think Louie is being a little shady lately. Um, So keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week.